Hi, and welcome to the Circle of Film Podcast. I'm Ryan, and join me as we step into A Star is Born in today's review episode. I can show you the world. Just take a look through my eyes. That's right, A Star is Born, the new movie directed by Bradley Cooper, starring Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga, is today's episode. It's a review episode. We're going to go into the movie. Uh, This is the fourth time this film has been made. Uh, Each variant variant of of its predecessors. Uh, This is only the third of the four iterations that I have seen. Uh, The one that I haven't seen being the uh, Chris Christopherson version uh so not the most comprehensive understanding of the story but a fairly decent one uh, i would say before we jump in to uh this episode i just want to um thank uh, apologize first of all that i know this episode is going to be released a little bit late um i am still recovering from the end of my vacation and uh getting back into the typical um process, Uh, hence the reason for last week's episode being delayed until Saturday as opposed to Friday, and being, if I must say, uh, a little iffy of an episode in general. (laughs) Smallfoot, I I had barely any opinion on it. So, that being said, I have a fairly uh, definite, I guess, schedule uh, looking ahead to the future, uh, because not this Friday, but next Friday's episode is the 300th episode of the Circle of Film podcast. Big episode. Uh, as you know, if you've been listening for a while, if you've heard any of my previous quote-unquote landmark number episodes, I don't do a lot for them. I, I, I mention it, maybe I talk about it for a minute or two, but it's not like I don't really devote the episode to those sorts of things. And that's the same thing is going to be the case with episode 300. Uh, it'll be sort of a glancing over where things are, are at now, and then I'm going to have, at the present time, my plan is to do a pretty wide-reaching uh, review, reviews, plural, episode of a bunch of different movies that have all come out within the recent uh, few weeks and uh, are in relatively limited to release, and uh, just kind of touch on them and give my opinions on on a couple of different things. And that list is, is growing uh, as... as I become more aware of what movies I will have access to. Uh, Additionally, this is the beginning of, you know, sort of the awards, you know, limited release expansion series uh, season. And we're going to start getting a lot more prestige films, a lot more potential Oscar contenders, best picture contenders. Uh, Today's movie is one of those movies, A Star is Born. has a ton of buzz, very well reviewed. Uh, So we're going to get into that. Um, but this does mean that, um, and, and I think it, it was either last year or the year before that when I was podcasting that I ended up with running out of things to talk about in a similar time of time of year. Uh, and uh, I don't know, I don't know how that happens necessarily. You know, right now I'm looking at looking ahead, and I have enough episodes to cover the next two weeks uh, already, and. You know, that's that's a pretty long period of time. So, tentatively, <laughs> tentatively, uh, because statistics episodes are generally shorter than review episodes, and because they don't, 
they kind of come with a script in, in so far as I know the exact order of the things I'm going to be talking about for this movie or for each movie. Uh, I'm going to try at least once next week to combine two statistics, two movies into the same statistics episode. Uh, likely that means that I will do one movie stats and then a second movie stats. Uh, but if I can figure out a convenient way to combine them, uh, I might do that. We'll see. That might be a little too confusing and up and down and back and forth. But uh, it is what it is. So uh, that's something to check out and look forward to. And we'll see if that happens. Uh, as I mentioned before, uh, I will have the Top 10 September Movies podcast episode out relatively soon. I am on one hand, still catching up on all the stats of, of inputting things into the spreadsheet from when I was on vacation and wasn't able to do that. Uh, I have a Star Born to talk about. I'm getting an early screening of First Man, so I'll be able to put a review episode up for that on Wednesday. And then on Friday, uh, I believe the episode is going to be talking about Venom. So three pretty big movies that I wanted to talk about. And uh, then next Monday, I plan to put out the Top 10 September Movies episode. So that is the schedule uh, and, and beyond there, it's a little sketchier. I do have those episodes pen penciled in, but they're in pencil, not pen. So that's kind of a little bit of a catch-up overview things. Um, it is October. It is, it is Halloween month. Uh, Halloween comes out in uh, two weekends. And we saw this weekend two huge movies enter the marketplace in A Star is Born and Venom. Uh, Venom doing almost double the box office take that A Star is Born made, uh, you know, breaking the opening weekend record in October by a huge margin, uh, beating Gravity, and I believe I read somewhere that it beat the adjusted opening weekend record. I don't know what that movie would be, but uh, it, it completely owns the record for October at a little over $80 million right now. Uh, but A Star is Born did over 40, and that is still an incredibly impressive feat for uh, a directorial debut from Bradley Cooper. Um, Lady Gaga, who isn't generally an actor, she is uh, a singer, uh, pop star, and fashion icon, I suppose you would say. And a movie that we've seen many times before, but maybe that's what caused it. So maybe maybe it is the fact that this is a movie that we're recognizing. A movie whose title we've heard in the past, who which comes and brings with it prestige that, uh, you know, from, from the likes of Judy Garland to Barbara Streisand. And it's it's really, I don't know, it's, it's unfortunately, uh, it didn't, it exceeded expectations, but it didn't match the sky-high expectations that some people did have for it. That said, um, what what is it? So, if you haven't seen any of the A Star Is Born movies, uh, then you probably went into this a little less uh, aware than most people, which is, in my opinion, probably a good thing. Uh, the movie, having no, having seen two versions of this movie before, while the country pop star elements of the film are, are distinct from the previous versions, the general thrust of the movie is very much the same. Uh, you start with Bradley Cooper, who is a, a, an aging, seasoned musician. He is very well known. He is very popular. A lot of people love him. He still sells out arenas and so on, who just kind of stumbles across this young female uh, who is struggling to kind of make it 
in onto onto the stage and uh, you know make a name for herself. She performs. Uh, I think early in the movie she performs at this uh, kind of out of the way bar that uh, you know is mostly for um, uh, cross dressers and or at least the night she's performing is is for cross dressers and she performs and she's fantastic. She sings in French. And Bradley Cooper just happens to be there uh, as Jackson Maine. And he's he's taken by her. They spend the night eat, night together, not sexually, but, you know, physically. And just kind of engaged with each other and uh, experiencing each other's opinions and takes on music and on, on art and, and, and etc. And they develop this connection and Bradley Cooper hears her sing he's in love with this he loves what she's doing he loves what she's written and he wants to do more he wants to work with her he wants to perform with her and so he invites her on tour with him well not not on tour with him but to like come to his show right he has his assistant Greg Greg Grunberg fly her and a friend Anthony Ramos out to one of his shows and at one point coaxes her on stage with him to sing a song she wrote. And from that point on, uh, the story kind of takes off. She becomes a huge success, and uh, it's that's all she wrote. Now, the movie, uh, and, and all these movies, kind of follow that same plot. Seasoned veteran artist brings up young female artist. The young female artist becomes very popular, and the seasoned uh, musician kind of gets a little jealous, follow, falls into the drink, and... Uh, almost self-destructs in a way but there are a few wrinkles along the way and uh, you know I won't go into too much detail for those right now because uh, despite the repetitiveness of this story and how often it's been told they are spoilers so uh, I will I will refrain from that at the moment I'm not still not sure if I'm going to do a spoiler section for this film but uh, I'm leaving that up to figure out later so Outside of Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga, we have a supporting turn from Sam Elliott as Bradley Cooper's uh, much older brother, who also works uh, on Cooper's crew for much of the movie. We have Dave Chappelle, uh, an old friend Bradley of Jackson Maine's in the movie. Uh, Bonnie Somerville, uh, who plays Sally Cummings uh, in the film. Uh, she is... Um, who is she? No, I don't remember who that is. Uh, da, 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 da. And it won't tell me. I don't know. Uh, Andrew Dice Clay, who plays Lady Gaga's father. Which, man, Andrew Dice Clay. I The whole movie, I was like, I'm pretty sure that's Andrew Dice Clay. But he looks just different enough. I, I don't know what it is, but I, I was fairly certain it was him. Uh, but I couldn't quite finalize that, that thought until I saw the credits. Um... Uh, you have a great, great group of supporting actors. Uh, you even have a brief stint from Alec Baldwin as himself. You've got Eddie Griffin uh, as, a, as a, a pastor friend of Dave Chappelle's in the movie. Uh, I mentioned Greg Grunberg as uh, Jackson Maine's limo driver. Anthony Ramos as Lady Gaga's friend uh, who at the beginning of the movie works with her as a, a, a waiter, uh, busboy waiter. Um, Barry Shabaka Henley. It has a small has a small role. It's you know it's basically the Cooper and Gaga show with Elliot there as well, and everyone else has you know maybe one two moments uh, where they get to get to really shine. And that's my first my first 
kind of speed bump. Uh, obviously, I thought I thought Cooper doing his best Sam Elliott impression uh, was fantastic. Uh, he kept up the gravelly voice the whole movie. I loved it. His his singing was actually quite good. Uh, Lady Gaga's singing obviously is incredible, and her acting was very good as well. Kind of the opposite of Cooper. Uh, I think her acting and his singing were comparable in in quality, whereas. Uh, the same the same is true for her singing and his acting and Sam Elliott you know he as the de facto third uh, highest billed actor in the movie was great uh, he has some fantastic scenes with Cooper fantastic uh, scene or two with Lady Gaga as well and the trio of them uh, kind of and the, the way they interplay throughout the film I, I really enjoyed it, it was really fun to watch them uh, change and evolve and grow as characters from the start to the end that said all these other actors all these other characters in the movie Dave Chappelle uh, Bonnie Somerville Andrew Dice Clay uh, they don't get a lot to do uh, Dave Chappelle gets a pretty significant monologue at one point which was very striking uh, you know and he delivers it well but uh, his character is there and then gone we don't see him again after he has his like two scenes uh sam elliott disappears from the movie for a long stretch of time uh, andrew dice clay is kind of just in there to spout some some one-liners about uh lady gaga's being you know being a struggling artist for most of the movie anthony ramos like uh, he's he's barely in this you know he's at the beginning of the movie he's billed as lady gaga's best friend and then He's almost completely non-existent from the movie, except for a, a bathtub scene that he he's in with with Lady Gaga when they're like when she he's like trying to cheer her up. It's it's really striking how how dis, how these characters just fall off the face of the earth, and I I don't know that that's not a, an in, an intentional choice by Cooper as the director. Uh, you know I think again this story is about him and Lady Gaga. This is about Jackson and Allie. And at the end of the day, I can get behind that. And I think that's why the film succeeds to the extent that it does. But you bring up all these side characters who I thought were very interesting, who who are adding these different distinctions and wrinkles into the main characters' lives. And I, I wish they would have had a little bit more uh, agency. Um, or, you know, especially, probably Anthony Ramos is kind of the biggest offender here as he's in the very beginning of the movie. He has given a lot of, of agency. He not only is Lady Gaga's best friend, as it seems, but he goes with her to the concert that she attends of Bradley Cooper's, of Jackson Maine's, and then he's just gone. Then he just disappears. She, he, we like give, he gets one line in a hotel room, and then he gets the bathtub scene, and that's about it. So I, I, I don't know. I, that gave me some problems. I, I, that was where things started to kind of feel a little uneasy for me with the shape of the movie as a whole. Now, speaking of the song, so this is a musical, lots of singing, uh, new, new music. Uh, there's, there's a very easy uh, comparison to be made here with La La Land. In La La Land, you have uh, Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling, who sing. Uh, Emma Stone trying to be an actor. Uh, Ryan Gosling, a blues musician, pianist. And 
There's a moment in that movie where Gosling quote unquote sells out and performs with John Legend uh, in a concert that Emma Stone uh, uh, watches and, and shows up for. And the scene is constructed such that Gosling is selling out. Emma Stone realizes this and the music is a lot poppier than any of the other music played in the movie. Which on its face is, is true, but that, like, Start a Fire is the name of the song. That's one of the best songs in the movie. Like, it's John Legend. He's not bad. He, he can't, you can't get, like, a bad sort of mundane, generic pop song out of John Legend. He's, he's exceptional. And that segment of the movie of La La Land always kind of rubbed me the wrong way because what they were trying to do did not fit with the material that they gave John Legend to perform for me for me you know now in this movie in A Star is Born the same situation kind of happens with Allie she starts out as this more soulful singer who really has a message who's, who's singing from the heart and then there's a sequence later on in the film where she sings a very very generic uh, sort of pop song that you would hear from, say, like, I don't know, Fifth Harmony, Ariana, Ariana Grande, um, and, uh, or, or, you know, maybe even, like, pre-early um, Kesha stuff, you know, something like that, and it is cringeworthy. Oh, boy, it is really awful. You know, I've heard Lady Gaga's music. I like Lady Gaga's music. I like her singing in this movie. And this song is just terrible. Oh my goodness, it is awful. And that's great because that's what the movie is trying to do. It's showing that she has sold out. She has gone down a path where what she wants and what she has and all these different desires that she's aiming towards, these goals are kind of becoming intermingled with each other and to the point where, you know, she's doing the things that she doesn't want to do. She's dyeing her hair. She is doing these very, you know, suggestive, slutty dance routines. She is singing about things that she doesn't give a shit about. And I think what I wanted... So when's this happen? Like two-thirds of the way through the movie, that scene takes place, maybe around that point. And the, I wanted the rest of the movie to address this and really attack this issue, right? I wanted this to become... You know this that that aspect alongside this relation and, and tying it into the relationship that she and and Jackson Maine have. I want that to be kind of the focal point and and what the rest of the movie revolves around. And to a certain degree, it is. But there's a lot of stuff in the end of the movie that just completely sets that stuff sets that aside and ventures down a completely different path. There's a ton, a ton of movie. In this movie you know we go it's it's very long it's over two hours we go from these characters haven't met to they meet to they're singing together they're writing music they they end up you know on you know going out and performing and all this other stuff uh, not to get too specific you know she becomes famous he struggles with drinking and you have the sam elliott side plot you have the andrew dice clay side plot you have this dave Chappelle few scenes uh and so on there's a lot at stake a lot going on and it felt like the movie couldn't contain how much movie there was. Uh, you know, it felt like we were trying to 
hold it all to stitch it all together with duct tape and there just wasn't enough uh, you know everything was leaking through the seams and you know i there's a uh, a, 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 a segment towards the end of the movie with Bradley Cooper separated from Lady Gaga that I don't even know was necessary, right? I think given the direction that the film takes, I don't think that was necessary. And I'll, I'll kind of just leave it at that. But that said, I, I feel like I'm kind of criticizing the movie a lot. I really, I did enjoy it. It was a lot of fun. I love the music. The Shallow, oh my goodness, is is incredible. The Shallow is a fantastic song. Uh, I, I can't imagine it doesn't get nominated, uh, if not win the Best Original Song Oscar. It's definitely in my list at the moment as a nominee. And I, I just, very impressed by the music, very impressed by Gaga and Cooper's singing as well. Um, that said, uh, so that's that's kind of the general gist of it. Um, you've got Bradley Cooper in his directorial debut. I thought he was good, uh, but as I said, like the plot kind of falling apart and, and the size of the movie a little overwhelming at times. I think he wasn't able to rein things in as much as he needed to. Uh, I thought that was a great first effort, but it, it wouldn't be uh, awards caliber for me personally. Uh, the film itself is also very good, but again, it's not going to make my top 10 at the end of the year. It's not in my top 10 right now. So, uh, it's, it's, um, it, it's, it's far from an, what, what's the term here? It's not that it let me down. I, I didn't have the highest expectations for it. Uh, my expectations were pretty much all in the music. That's what I was hoping to get out of it. And that's what I got. I got fantastic music. Music more than met my expectations. Uh, you know, I loved the Brad Bradley Cooper's music. I loved uh, The Shallow. I loved what um, they did together and, and when she wasn't a big pop star. But, and, and the acting, the acting was fantastic too. Uh, Cooper, definitely going to make my list uh, for the moment. We'll see how long that lasts. Uh, I don't know that Lady Gaga will. Let me see, looking at the list here at 2018. Uh, I haven't put this into the spreadsheet yet. Um, ooh, that's going to be tight. Because uh, if somebody's going to fall off for Cooper, mm, I don't know that she makes the list. I don't know that she'll do it. Just the song. So Cooper will get in, the song will get in, uh, Elliot, I think, will get in, actually, now that I'm looking at it. Supporting is still kind of weak right now, and um, let's see, effects, I don't make, think it makes it in on effects, and looking at scene, there's a fantastic scene, that might make it in, uh, which would be pretty, in, pretty big uh, as well, so... Might be a scene, I can't really talk about the scene because it's really spoilery and it happens at the end of the movie, but it involves Bradley Cooper by himself, for those who have seen it. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I like the movie. I like the, I like the performances, I like the music, but I did have issues. I think the movie is long. I think it, it stuffs a lot into it uh, that could have been removed. I think it, it doesn't, fully 
um, cover the things it wants to without, uh, you know, kind of losing its way a little bit. So for reference, my favorite, so of the two other A Star is Borns that I've seen, uh, I saw the Judy Garland version and I saw the Janet Gaynor version. I liked both. I, I like Judy Garland better. Janet Gaynor version is l less than two hours. Uh, but in Janet Gaynor, she, she's, uh, Janet Gaynor's version is not about singing. It's about acting, right? Uh, it's about Hollywood. And she said, I, and I think that one, the length, the running time works and is good and, and makes sense. You know, there's not music to spe to eat up the time. In the Judy Garland version, uh, she is both a singer and an actress, all right? Movie star, uh, played by James Mason as Norman Maine, uh, is, this one is three hours long. <laughs> it is incredibly long. And in my opinion, needs all of that time to encompass everything. Now, I said that the new movie is too long at two and a half, two hours, but I think if you approached the the issues and and the um, the way that things were kind of uh, uh, squeezing out of out of the restraints, I think that you could make this longer and more satisfying. I think that there are a lot of opening scenes. Uh, after, after Ali performs with Jackson Maine on stage the first time, there's a lot of, you know, montage, skipping ahead, skipping ahead, skipping ahead, skipping ahead. And then we're left to kind of pick up the pieces later on of, oh, so what happened while we were skipping through all this time? Oh, okay, this relationship went from this point to that point. And I think if we would have seen some of those distinctions or, or had some more interactions that showed us those, I think that would have been more beneficial in the long run. And then I haven't seen uh, the Barbara Streisand version from 76 with Chris Christopherson. Uh, this one is far closer to the newer A Star is Born with um, Christopherson playing a rock star and Streisand as sort of an unknown singer. So this one is very, very, very much close, closer to, to the real, to not the real, but the new one. And... Uh, it's over and it's an hour and 20, two hours and 20 minutes long. So it's a little bit longer than Bradley Cooper's version. Uh, so I haven't seen it, but I'm looking at the average rating on Letterboxd is 2.7. And that is pretty, pretty, pretty bad. So that's, that's where that is. Um, cool. So Stars Born. I, I still say go see it. I, I think you'll. I think if you enjoy Bradley Cooper, if you enjoy you know a drama, if you enjoy a musical, I think you will like this movie. I think if you liked La La Land, you will like this movie, for the most part. Uh, it is a tragic drama uh, with uh, some strong acting, good direction, and great music. And uh, you know you you. It's it's an early. Front runner, maybe not front runner, but but uh, it's leading the charge in the Oscars race this year as one of the first movies uh, to come out that is going to get a ton of this buzz and a ton of this recognition. So, my personal review, my personal rating. Um, again, as, as I mentioned, I have not given it a score yet, but I'm looking at a mid to low 70s rating, um, which is probably going to be something like a 73 
maybe as high as a 75. Uh, 75 would put it on par with Black Klansman and Won't You Be My Neighbor from this year. And I think that's about where I'm going to put it. So, uh, yeah, I'm just going just gonna to pencil that in right now, actually. Cool. 75. Um, but, yeah, A Star is Born. Check it out. I really enjoy it. Uh, I'm really excited to see Bradley Cooper continue to direct. I think he's got a good eye for that sort of thing. And I hope that he's able to kind of push that forward further. Uh, his next project that he's attached to is Bernstein, the Leonard Bernstein biopic. So I will be looking forward to that in the future. Um, Lady Gaga. Uh, I don't know if she's going to continue to act and continue to, to do more things like A Star is Born. We'll see. Uh, but I am totally here for that if that's what happens. Dave Chappelle, actually, you know, he did, he gave a pretty strong dramatic performance. Uh, again, he only had one or two scenes, so we didn't really see a full character from him, just kind of a two-dimensional one. And I would like to see more of that. I, I think he could really, really succeed and, and really benefit from getting more uh, dramatic roles. So hopefully that, that comes to pass as well. And of course, Sam Elliott... You know he is he is a legend. Uh, he has the voice, and I you know what, what more can you say? What more can you say? So that's pretty much a Star is Born. Thumbs up. Go check it out. Um, but I do think it has some issues uh, for me personally, and uh, that's about it. Uh, thank you for listening to today's episode again. My apologies for uh, the late release, but it's only an hour. We're getting it out by 1 p.m. It is 12:43 as I am saying this right now. So I've about 10 minutes to, to set this all up. So I will do that. And now I will hand it over to the outro, courtesy of Meg Berquist. Thanks. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you would like to listen to more episodes, you can find this podcast at circleoffilm.com or on iTunes. Don't forget to rate and review. If you'd like to follow Ryan on Twitter, you can find him at circleoffilm or contact him through email at circleoffilm at gmail.com. You can also support the show at patreon.com slash circle film for as little as eight cents an episode. Thank you again for listening and have a week. So long, farewell, I'll be saying good night. I know she'll never leave me, even as she fades.